The following is a Network Newswire audio production. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Network Newswire uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce private and public companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Network Newswire's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview features a client of Network Newswire. Network Newswire may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you, and here today as your host is Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us again for another online business briefing where we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the microcap and small cap markets today. Now, to that end, we're speaking with, for the very first time, Black Iron Incorporated. To learn more about the company, go to their website, blackiron.com. Now, the company's traded on the TSX under the ticker symbol BKI, on the OTC under the ticker symbol BKI. I R F and on the Frankfurt under the ticker symbol B I N. We're lucky enough today to be joined by the chief executive officer for the company, Matt Simpson. Matt, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Stuart. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to call in, Matt. Well, let's start with the basic building blocks for your company. If you would describe the company and its business model for us. In order to make money in R and R, there's two really key things that are essential. The first is your access to major infrastructure being rail, power, and ports, and the second is proximity to people. And that's what really separates our project from others that are out there. Excellent. Well, when we were getting ready for this, I noticed that there's been kind of a seismic shift within your industry, and that has to do with the commodity price itself. It had a dramatic jump here in the month of January 2019. Iron ore wasn't always topical with everybody, but now it seems as though daily we see some of the analysts putting out reports about this sector. Tell me what this does for you and your company. Yeah, you're, you're spot on, Stuart. It's uh, really amazing how almost every single day, regardless of what bank, when I see their morning flash reports come up, they're talking about the iron ore price. And what really happened is on January 25th, there was a tragic tailing stem failure in Brazil by a company called Valet, which is one of the, the top three iron ore producers in the world. And as a result of that dam failure, Valet's been requested by the Brazilian government to take 11 of their mines off stream. So it's about 70 million tons out of the total 1.2 billion globally off stream, and that resulted in about a $10 price increase. Well, let's go back to the company itself. We know you're an iron ore exploration and development company, but what the listeners may not know is that your main project is in the Ukraine. Tell us a little bit about the geography there as we are in North America here. We may not understand it, but you pointed out some of the important things, the access to the human asset as well as rail. But tell us any kind of governmental issues dealing with there. Give us the lay of the land working in Ukraine. So our project is located in central Ukraine, pretty much dead center of the country, about 250 miles south of the capital, Kiev, and about um, 240 miles west of where the, the war broke out in the eastern part of the country. Um, in terms of the real positives with Ukraine, you have a very high literacy rate. Over 99% of the people are literate, but very, very low GDP per capita, only about uh, $2,600 per person 
which means the, the average wage in the country is only about $1.50 U.S. an hour. Now, in our case, um, that's also a major benefit because being a bulk commodity, there's a very, very high percentage of your operating costs that are typically tied up in um, manpower. And because of the skilled labor rate for mechanics, welders only being about $5 in Ukraine, that's a huge advantage for us, coupled with the project only being about one mile from rail and power lines and accessing five different ports. The downside with Ukraine is it is a very bureaucratic country, and it is a country in transition. So this is a country that um, had a big war break out in 2014, largely because people wanted to join Europe. They wanted to have more uh, democracy. So you you are going through that transition, um, and you are seeing some real positive change. Well, every company needs a strong management team, no matter the industry. In your industry, it's even more important. Matt, let's start with you as the chief executive officer. Let's learn about you and your management team. My background is I'm a chemical engineer with an MBA. I started my career with a company called Hatch, which is a global engineering consulting company. I used to design metallurgical refineries, and then I actually constructed metallurgical refineries in Australia for a number of years prior to then joining Rio Tinto where I held several different uh, roles within their iron ore group. My last role was the general manager of the iron ore company of Canada Mine, where I had about 650 people that reported to me, uh, managed about 300 million U.S. a year in spend, and had full accountability for all the operations, maintenance, and engineers. Uh, Joining me on my team is uh, our chief operating officer, Les Kwasik. Les, in his uh, 45-year career, has built nine mines from scratch, including two in the former Soviet Union. And we also have a very, very strong board of directors chaired by Bruce Humphrey, who used to be the chief operating officer of Goldcorp and was also the chairman of Consolidated Thompson, which was an iron ore mine built here in Canada that was sold to Cliffs Resources in uh, 2010 for $4.9 billion. Excellent. Well, as you look back on 2018, what do you see as some of the major milestones your company was able to achieve? The real focus on 2018 was relaunching the company. So for your, your listeners that aren't familiar with our story, this is a company that first IPO'd on the Toronto Stock Exchange in 2011. And by 2014, we had completed two feasibility studies. We had done extensive environmental permitting. Uh, more interestingly, we had the largest company in Ukraine, about the ninth largest iron ore miner in the world, Metinvest, on a agreement to invest $530 million towards constructing our plant. We also had an offtake agreement with a large international trading house um, that was going to bring in about another $280 million. So this project was really on the brink of construction in 2014 uh, before uh, Russia invaded eastern Ukraine. Now, you roll the clock forward. We, we basically put the project onto care and maintenance as soon as war broke out in the country because we didn't know what um, the outcome was ultimately going to be. But we're very comfortable now that almost five years later, that front line has not materially moved. The exchange rate in Ukraine has gone from 8 grivna to 1 US dollar to now 28 to 1, which means our cost to build, our cost to operate are a fraction of what they were before. And then finally, you're seeing iron ore prices on quite a tear, especially for the higher grade material like black iron is going to make. Excellent. Well, that leads me to my next question. As you look forward into 2019, what do you see as some of the major operational goals for your company? Our big focus for 2019 is to bring the project to a construction start. So right now we have about 13 different 
steel mills and large commodity traders under non-disclosure looking at the project to make an off-take investment with equity financing towards construction, and we expect an announcement on that very soon. Beyond that, we're also now talking to a number of different engineering and construction companies, primarily some companies out of Asia, because these are groups that will also make a sizable investment in the equity required to construct. And then finally, we're now also starting some discussions with different banks, largely out of Europe, towards the debt financing. Um, So that's really where the financing is coming together. The other side that's important for us is to secure all the surface rights for the land that's required to build the mine and the processing plants. And we're very well advanced in those discussions. So we expect to have some pretty meaningful milestones completed this year um, and ideally start construction towards the end. Well, Matt, in preparing for this audio interview with you and looking at your company, I noticed there's something very unique about your company. We discussed it before the show. If you would elaborate on it for the listeners. One thing that's really unique and rare about this project, Stuart, is that it's almost agnostic to whatever the commodity price of iron ore is. It's very, very rare that you find a project that even in the 10-year downside pricing scenario still provides an after-tax rate of return in excess of 20%. And let alone at today's iron ore prices, which are sitting at around $85 a ton, we're sitting at almost 70% after-tax return on this project. So very, very robust economics. Well, as if that wasn't enticing enough, any other closing comments or thoughts for your shareholders as well as potential investors looking at this as an opportunity? This is a great turnaround investment. It's a project that was on the brink of construction back in 2014, as I mentioned earlier, had some of the biggest brand name companies in the world in this sector as investors, again, because of the close proximity to all the major infrastructure, but for reasons outside of management's control with Russia invading the eastern part of the country and that front line now being a bit stable, it caused some of our largest institutional shareholders to dump their stock. So now that we're just restarting this company, it's about now getting the awareness out there to investors because they're able to buy a fully de-risked company for the price of an early stage exploration play. We're speaking with Matt Simpson, once again, the Chief Executive Officer of Black Iron Incorporated. Learn more about the company at blackiron.com. Follow them via their ticker symbol TSXBKI, O-T-C-B-K-I-R-F, Frankfurt, B-I-N. Matt, thank you so much for your time, your insight, and your candor about your company here today. We expect great things from you and your company here in 2019 and well beyond. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for having me, Stuart. For Matt Simpson, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Network Newswire, a multifaceted financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Network Newswire may receive payments for corporate communications relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Network Newswire or financial analysts mention hold a position in and may intend to trade these securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Network Newswire does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from the 
feature company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Network Newswire as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at NetworkNewsWire.com.